Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Leave, leave it all behind. Rewrite the story, change the lines. What if we took the time to get to know a person? Not just the first impression, but their story. I'm Shani Payton, and I am bringing you along as I learn that I am not alone in this journey of life, and neither are you. Join me every week as I hear courageous stories of inspiring individuals determined to leave an impact on this world. I speak with many who have suffered through challenges I myself have been through such as living in a cult, infertility, foster care, adoption, and mental health illness. I have experienced firsthand how the stories of others have impacted me in my journey of healing. My goal is for you to feel that you are not alone in your struggles. Let's heal together, and you know I'll be bringing some fun along the way. Now let's dive in to some emotional, scary, humorous, and heroic stories. Thanks for coming along as I continue to grow. Welcome to the Shanty Pants Show. This is the moment, it's time to turn the page. Thank you guys for being here for another week of the Shanty Pants Show. Please, 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 many of you have been asking, how can we support you? How can we help you out? Because I'm I'm just loving all of the feedback I'm getting on the podcast and I really appreciate it. I really, really do. So please keep sending me your feedback on the podcast. Let me know who you think I should have on it or try to get on it. And and keep keep giving me your feedback because it is very, very helpful to me. But the best way you can help me in supporting the podcast at this point is by leaving some stars and leaving reviews and subscribing to the podcast. That really helps it get seen more and it will really help me out altogether. So if you guys can do that, that would be amazing. I am super excited about my guest today, Vanessa Quigley. She is the co-founder of a company called Chatbooks, which if you have never heard of it, you are about to and you need to look into it. It is the most convenient, the easiest way I have ever found of kind of categorizing and cataloging my family's pictures every year, every month, every year. Um, they have so many different ways you can do this, but it's it's definitely different than your average like collage photo book type thing. So you've got to check it out. They're an amazing company and she's an amazing person. I had so much fun talking with her today and she, I I begged her to give me all the knowledge on raising children because her youngest is 14 and she has raised seven children. So I hope you guys enjoy. She was a lot of fun. And again, 
keep sending me feedback and let me know who else I should have on the show. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for being here. And why don't you go ahead and start by introducing yourself to the listeners? Yeah. Hi, I'm Vanessa Quigley. I am the mother of seven. I grew up the oldest of 12. I kind of thought that I didn't want a big family because it kind of felt like I had done that, changed a lifetime's worth of diapers before I graduated from high school. But I've got seven amazing kids and I live in Utah right now. I grew up in Florida and said I would never live where you couldn't get to a beach. And here I am. But we came here to start a business uh, about family memories and helping families hold on to their family memories. And about eight years ago, my husband and I started a software company that lets you turn your photos on your phone and on social media into photo books that your family can enjoy. It's called Chatbooks, and it's been a lot of fun. And that's how I discovered you was Chatbooks or or figured out who you were. So. So you did it with your husband. You started this business. Uh huh. See, I didn't know that. I know. Well, you know, he has wanted to build businesses ever since I can remember. Like when we got married, he'd always want to talk at night. Like this was his idea of Pelotalk. What kind of business should we start together? And I'm like, none, none businesses. I have no interest. <laughs> I went to school and studied music. I wanted to be well, actually, I wanted to be a Broadway star, but then I ended up somehow in the wrong class and everyone was singing opera. Turns out I had auditioned for the opera program. Oh, my God. Somehow I got in um, and then I got hooked. And so my, my next dream was to be an international opera diva. Oh, um, but then I got pregnant like three months after we got married. And, you know, my whole life has been shifting and pivoting. Um <sighs> So I did, I sang in a lot of community theaters and I really enjoyed doing that and expected that I would maybe go back and get my master's or, you know, get into film. I just love performing. Mm. Business was not my thing, but, uh, <clears throat> scrapbooking used to be my thing when I oh, had a couple of kids. Um, <laughs> I, I thought, you know, my first baby was born in the nineties. That was, I mean, everyone was scrapbooking. Back oh, yeah. then. It was it felt like a fun creative outlet, but also an important job to be done. You know, we, we got to hold on to the stories of our lives together. And, right. and so I took scrapbooking very seriously uh, <laughs> until, you know, more and more kids came along and my scrapbooks got thinner and thinner. And all of a sudden <laughs> I just quit altogether. So then I have this, um, my youngest, he was five at the time and he was like, he's the happiest most exuberant child on the planet. So when I heard him bawling his eyes out in his bedroom one night, I was like, okay, there's gotta be blood. We're dealing with something serious. Um, And I ran up there and he was holding a little photo book that his preschool teacher had made for him. It was a graduation gift of all of the things they had done in preschool that year. And it wasn't anything fancy. It was just snapshots dropped into a dollar store album. Um, But he was literally clutching it to his chest as his most prized possession. And he told me, through his tears he never wanted to grow up and it was adorable (laughs) but it was also a sucker punch of like uh Vanessa you are failing in Mm. this important job like he has a lot more to show of his little life so far than that one year in preschool so um Mm. I just had a light bulb moment that I'm never gonna scrapbook again like I should just throw away all of my paper and punches and scissors and stamps and all those things I've been hauling around (laughs) at every move it's never gonna happen (laughs) Uh, I've basically been like documenting our life through Instagram. We've moved mm. around so much and that's how I stayed in touch with friends and family. And I've been posting highlights, man, if he could just hold on to those, mm-hmm. that would be more than this little, 
you know, preschool book. I, and, and it, you know, granted, they're all, they were all on my phone, but I'm always taking screens away. Like the last thing I'm going to do is right. like, here, take this and spend more time <laughs> right. in, the, in the multiverse. Look at your pictures. Like looking at your pictures. So yeah. anyway, that's how the idea for chapbooks came. And I, and I told my husband who, you know, had built a career on building software companies, build this thing. This will mm. solve all my problems. And he thought it was a good idea and he built it. He kind of wasn't building it the way I wanted him to build it. And so I kept giving him advice and he's <laughs> like, you've got to join the team. We need you. And I fought that for a while, but in the end, it felt like the right thing to do. You know, all of our life savings started to get poured into building this thing out. And I was like, well, I want to have a say. And so wow, I'm a very late blooming entrepreneur, but wow, it's been fun. Well, I don't think there's, it's never too late, right? Uh, that is, that is really cool. And so you guys still have this business, right? It's still thriving mm -hmm. and you're still enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like parenting. Actually, I think building a business is so much like parenting. And in fact, mm -hmm. I tell people I was prepared for this job by being a parent mm -hmm. and I didn't know it at the time, but like, as we started building the business, I'm like, oh, that's just like trying to teach children how to clean a bathroom mm, or, you know, like there yeah. are so many parallels. Like I was trained and prepared for this job. Um, and like all of the like spreadsheets and the acronyms and all the, like the business lingo, like whatever you can learn that you can hire that out. You can Google it when you need to, but like the real nitty gritty, like stuff that it takes to build a business. I feel like I learned as a mom, but uh -huh. just as you know, as you're raising your kids, you have phases and mm. some phases are hard and some phases are easy. And some phases you're like, Oh my gosh, if I just get through this, I'm going to be cruising yep. and it's good for a while. And then all of a sudden teenagers and you're like, okay, mm. I got, I'm starting from scratch again. Uh, you know, and this is the phase I'm in right now. My oldest is 20, just turned 27. Wow. Another gut punch. Like yeah. I'm, I'm old, <laughs> but, um, this, phase of parenting adults. Like I really thought when they were 18 and graduated from high school and got to college, check my job is oh, done. Like, you're depressing me part. now. I'm sorry. No, it's more, <laughs> it's exciting and wonderful. And Hey, I love adults. You can level with them on a whole new, True. Like, they get you. I feel like we are finally becoming like really true friends because oh, we can cool. respect each other as adults, but you never quit worrying about your kids. Mm, yeah. And, um, but you have less say, like, you know, when they live in your house, you can tell them right. yes or no, you can take things away from them that they need and want. Um, but as adults, it's, it's a whole different, it's a whole different game. But anyway, that's a long explanation for the fact that, am I still having fun building? Yeah. Business? Yeah. I mean, there are times where it gets monotonous and I get bored, but then the next thing you know, something changes or some new challenge comes or a new opportunity. And it's like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And I just, I want to be all in. That is so cool. And it's such a neat concept. Can you kind of finish explaining what the business actually is? What is What do you yeah. create from it? Okay. So we build software to help family hold on to their families, hold on to their memories. And our first product was print your Instagram photo books. If you connected your Instagram or your Facebook and all of those posts with the photos and the caption, we would automatically pull those into a series of photo books. Kind of inspired by my grandmother's collection of National Geographic's. Mm. she kept every single one of them up on the shelf and they, and the spine had the title and the date and the volume number. And that was kind of the inspiration for the, for our original like hero product, which was print your Instagram. 
Um, but I changed the way I use Instagram over time as many mm -hmm. people do. I mean, Instagram isn't at all what it was 10 years ago. Right, right. Um, and so we, we pivoted to printing photos directly from your camera roll into books. And, you know, we've got a lot of really great customers who have over a hundred books. In fact, we have a hundred mm. club where, you know, people, once you've printed a hundred books, you get to join the club and you get free swag and whatever. It, That's so it's fun. A thing. <laughs> uh, but books aren't everything. And video tells so much of our story that we are missing and we don't know how to enjoy video. Um, and so we're developing apps and products that will help us enjoy a full range of our family memories. None of those are to market yet. Okay. Right now it's primarily in photo books, but if you need to print a photo book of anything, Chatbooks has you. Yay. I love that. Thank you for explaining it because I think they're, they're just so cute and like pretty and easy to put on shelves. Oh, you said easy. Yay. Yes. Easy they are. is one of our pillars because mama doesn't need another big project. No, right? no scrapbooking. <laughs> we don't have time to think about like how to take care of ourselves or what to wear in the morning, much less right. how to like perfectly, cutely, intricately document your family stories. And there are companies out there that let you dig in and do all the things and pull the levers and change all the things and customize and everything. Right. If you want to spend a million years doing that? Yes. You, you, you can find your, your yes. company for that. But there are lots Beyond Easy is how we describe chat books and everything in my life. I would like to have beyond easy. So yes, that would be so maybe you could, that could be your next business venture is creating other easy things for other us, easy for yeah. us moms. Yeah. <laughs> but Love it is, it. they're super easy. And like, I used to be a scrapbooker too. So I get that, but yeah, right. Like there's no way even just to have the mess out of scrapbooking like it's so much stuff. There's no way I could do that My anymore. Ultimate dream was to have a scrapbooking room oh, because yeah. you, it does take a lot of stuff, but I'd pull it all out and I would get working. And then eventually you have to go to bed. Yeah. The law of motherhood. As much yes. as I hate it. I wish mothers never had to sleep. That'd be amazing. Um, but I never wanted to put away because that's what I wanted to do next thing when I woke up in the morning. And so, and my husband was like, dude, does it have to be out all the time? I'm like, Ugh. build me a room then. I right. need a scrapbooking room. <laughs> That'd be anyway. so amazing. But still, even if you had a room, it takes a ton of time. And now having the scrapbooks done, you know, from 10 years ago, they take mm -hmm. up a lot of space on the bookshelves. They're like, you know, four inches wide and they're, yeah. I, that's why I like chapbooks. They're nice Yay. and slim and... I just think well, they're so for cute. that lovely um, advertisement. Thank You're you welcome. For... You're welcome. Well, like I said, that's how I even knew who you were. So we yeah. had to bring that up. Uh, but you are so much more than just a creator of an amazing product that helps motherhood be a little bit easier. Like you said, mentioned earlier, you are a mother of seven. So mm -hmm. you have a, your oldest, you said, is 27. How old yeah. is your youngest? 14. Wow. 14. He's now taller than I am. He's got a oh, job. My he gets gosh. himself around on his electric scooter. Oh. It's like, now he still needs a lot of direction and oh, a lot yeah. of parenting and a lot of teaching. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, we are, we're closer to having grandkids than we are having our own yeah. little kids again. So, yeah. So my oldest is 14. So okay. I'm not the same as you because <laughs> I'm still like, ah, uh, but 
so by the way, what job does he have? Because I feel like my 14 year old needs to have a job. Well, I didn't know that you could get a job at like a real place at the age of 14. Maybe this is unique to Utah where we live, but okay. he works at DP cheesesteaks. He oh. works, he's the cashier oh and he does, gosh. he fulfills the DoorDash orders and runs the drive-thru and Good he loves it. Him. He gets free subs when he's oh. on shift and we get 50% off. So I, I kind of like it too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm going to see if we have any of those around here or we might be using, uh, moving Dairy to Utah. Dairy Queen young too. Dairy yeah. Queen, at least here. Oh. And I don't, again, I don't know if it's a Utah thing, but look, I'm scared to death. Our school is out in a week and yeah. I, you know, I still work yeah. all day long and he's not young enough to put him in all the local little t-ball camp and like fun in the sun camp or whatever. So yep. I'm like, can you get him to full time? Can you have four <laughs> gone a lot um so i don't i don't really know if that's gonna work out maybe we can get him another job i really don't know what i'm gonna do with him this summer i'm terrified right now i feel exactly the same and i've got <laughs> him and then i've got two girls that are eight and ten and like they can go to the little summer camp things still but a lot of the things they want to go to are from like nine to noon so yeah. it's like, cool, but that totally interrupts my work day. And I feel like I can't even start something before having to wrap it up to go pick them up. So it's a lot. Summers are, I have, I have babysitters on like call in the summer and I kind of yeah. work my own schedule so I can make it happen, but it's, it's a pain. And then you want to spend time with them when they're here sometimes. <laughs> um, but so can you tell me a little bit about motherhood? I mean, because you are an experienced mother, seven kids. Yeah. I like, I need all the help I can get. So what do you have to share with me? About, okay. All the things. I mean. <laughs> um, gosh. Okay. So 14, 10, and eight, those are the ages of your kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I think, look, I had a very unique childhood as the oldest of 12. Two of my brothers were adopted. I was six when my, and my mom had just had, let's see, Vanessa, Ryan, Colin, Jacob, Daniel, her fifth. She had just had her fifth. I was like six turning seven. Gosh. And my uh, great aunt asked my mom to adopt two of her, there were two kids in the family that their parents lost, lost custody. And they were the same ages as my next brother, two brothers. So all of a sudden she went from having five to seven kids and I was not even seven yet. So oh, unusual circumstances, but I loved it. I loved oh. the noise. I loved the chaos and chaos isn't a bad word. I use, when I use, say yeah. that I grew up in chaos, like to me, that's like a badge of honor. Like I loved it because we had so many people coming and going and pets and things. And I just love that dynamic. Um, and I, you know, there might've been times where I thought, I wish my parents paid more attention to me, you know, cause mm -hmm. it's really hard to have three kids and give the one-on-one -on -one time that you want for your kids. Right. Um, but in the end, I think it was a blessing for me because it just allowed me room to grow and figure mm. out who I am and foster independence and which has served me for my, all throughout my whole life. Um, yeah. And you tend to parent the way that you are parented or either just the same because you like that or completely opposite because that didn't work. Right. right? You end right. up finding this. Yes. But it's, it informs a lot of how you parent. And so I I really like that kind of independence. And, you know, 
I was a naturally driven person and I did well in school. And so they didn't really have to worry that much about uh, me, honestly. Like I just yeah. did my things. I signed myself up to take the ACT. I got myself to call into college, you know, like I'm now realizing that every child is like that different. Right. Temperament. <laughs> After having seven not, of your own. I know. Well, and I was lucky because the first six were so oh. much like me and very driven. That is probably why I'm losing my mind with my yes. baby because he's like, what? <laughs> the other thing that he does, which I can't, I don't understand how being raised by the same parents in the same house, oh. why he thinks he can say no to me. Oh. Because I could never do that to my parents. Like, no. And, you know, this was in a different time where you said no and I would get smacked across the face. Right. You know? I, my kids don't say no, because that was never allowed. And, you know, I set boundaries around that. And it was just kind of passed down through the childhood, you know, code. But yeah. this kid, he's just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He just does his own thing. And so, oh yeah. anyway, like, I guess my advice would be, there's no one right to p- way to parent. Mm-hmm. And there's even within your own family, there's no mold just because you're doing something that is, feels successful and is working. Like, just you wait. Someone yeah. else is going to like you wake up the next day. Yeah. And then also learning that there's not a real way to measure your success as a parent. Mm. You know, there are, we want to be patted on the back. We want to, and, and I love yous and the cuddles. Those are all so satisfying when your kids are little and it comes naturally to them. And, you know, even though they drive you crazy and you're exhausted and at the end of the day, you're so ready for them to go to sleep and then they go to sleep and you're like, oh, yes. oh they're so beautiful and I miss mm-hmm. them. Right. Um, there's just, there's no real way to measure your success. I thought there was, like, yeah. I thought it was, you know, get good grades or, you know, score a home run or, or whatever the things that you work with them to be successful at, right. go to college, you know, get married, like, oh, that's success. But Life is so messy and it has nothing to do with you. Actually, it has something to do with you. If you're doing the best you can, I mean, you can't be neglectful. Right, right. But, um, and you can set like examples. Mm -hmm. You, your whole life is an example, honestly, as a mother, like, how are you going to handle, um, obstacles and how are you going to handle stress and how, and they can observe that, but they're different people. They're naturally going to respond differently, but your example is really all you can give them because at the end of the day, they're going to make their own choices and it doesn't mean you are a good or bad parent. It's kind right. of neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so learning how to just go to bed at, you know, at the end of the day when it feels like everything's falling apart and you're like, <laughs> and your brain wants to say, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? Like nothing, stop it. <laughs> just go to bed. You've <laughs> done everything you could have done. And, and I feel like I, I was a, an incredible mother. I am an incredible mother. Like I give it my all. I am, I'm not doing all the things that all of the great mothers in the world are doing because it's Mm -hmm. impossible. That's not who I am, but I can lay down at night and be like, well, I gave it my best shot and I'm going to try again tomorrow. And and I'm a natural optimist. So whatever problems, you know, my kids are in the middle of, like, I just believe they're going to get through it and they're going to be better and stronger on the other side. And they're yeah. actually going to be a lot stronger if I don't get in there and try to micromanage it and make, fix it and make it happen. So true. So, so true. Well, and that's, that's a great piece of advice because I feel like the last, I don't know, two weeks, almost every night when the kids are in bed, I question my husband, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it has well, to be our fault. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Here, I just gave you all my sage wisdom and advice. And but I did mention that my youngest is breaking the mold. Okay, yeah. we, we've asked ourselves that question. Even this morning, mm-hmm. there was a little conversation with my husband, like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I just do not get him mm-hmm. and his, how his brain yeah. works. But I refuse to get um, all bent out of shape and have it ruin my day. Like, I'm right. going to keep doing what I think is right. I'm going to keep teaching him that hygiene is important. Right. Oh. Right. But I can't, he, I can't literally put him in the shower anymore. So right. it's like, okay, you're going to reap the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> one will sit by you. Yourself, but... Oh, this sounds like my life. Like every night, the shower situation. I'm just like, this has been since you were born. You have been showering every night. This is not a new thing, but apparently it's just more of a problem now. I don't know. But same. And it's just so interesting how every kiddo is so different. And I always like imagine myself. So I had really amazing dogs growing or not growing up, but before kids and I would train them and I worked with a lot of dogs. So I'm like, I am going to be the best mom ever because my dogs are perfect. (laughs) And then kids, and you can't just like put them in a kennel when you want to go to the store. You have to like take them with you so you don't get arrested. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it's not the same as dogs. And yeah. then, like you were saying earlier, just when you think you have it down, the next day something else comes up or it's completely different with the different child. And all three of mine are so different. Like I parent each one of them so differently. Which I always used to think is like, that's terrible. It's not consistent. and But right. you can't. They're different right. humans. And so you have to kind of roll with it. And as they change, change things up a little bit. But it's exhausting. It's hard to yeah. keep up with it. I know. When I was a younger mom, I had a couple other friends who were like in the same phase of life. And our kids were the same ages. And I felt like everyone's kids were obsessed with everything being the same. Like it had to be mm. fair, it had to be fair. Oh. And, and I realized this is a trap. Like I'm never going to be able to like, make sure everyone has the exact same amount of um, Cheerios or whatever. Right. Like, like it just, I can't live like this. Yes. And you know, my kids are so smart. They would be keeping track of like, well, he did this and then she did that. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? This is a really important lesson in life. Nothing is fair. We yeah. don't do fair, 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 same, same here in this house, you know? Right. So I think if you can find the thing that's like making your life really, really hard and really like examine it and be like, does it need to be this way? Do I need mm. to be killing myself to make sure they all have the same amount of like fruit snacks? Right. No, it's just the way it is. Deal with it. Yes. You know, move on. Yeah. And it might feel like the world is crumbling because, you know, right. it wasn't the same. It wasn't fair, but. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's very true. Now, how do you feel since you kind of have a wide range of kiddos? Like, was it different having your 27 year old young, you know, when she was Mm -hmm. younger, was it a lot different raising her versus your son now, like in the world in general, like with (laughs) technology and all that? Well, Yes. And it is a boy. His name is Calvin. Yeah. It is okay. Key. Sorry. <laughs> and he, um, he loves now when he comes home to visit to point out all of the vast differences in the like completely different. Who are these parents? He says, who are you? Like, <laughs> and I have admitted in, in, and said so many times, you were my Guinea pig. Like I literally knew nothing. I was 22 when he was born. Oh. Um, 
and I was still in school. Like I just, I had, and this is before the internet. Like you could, <sighs> you didn't have like all, all the information at your fingertips. Right. Um, so we just learned a lot by trial and error. And, um, but I also like, I held things like tight. Like I mm. had a tight grip. I had a lot of rules. And because he was my oldest, you know, he could, he lived by those rules. And so he right. was a teenager still like, it was before cell phones, before every kid had a cell phone too. He didn't have a cell phone. Um, but he was, he had a lot, a lot stricter life than my youngest who was living like one of the college kids. Like right. I go to bed before he does because yes. I can't stay up that late. And he, you know, he's got a cell phone. Uh, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I made with my oldest is, you know, everyone was starting to get iPhones. I remember I got my first iPhone when I was in the hospital having my seventh baby. That was my push present. Yes. People call it. I hate that term, but that's yeah, what I sisters call it. <laughs> um, and I decided, okay, these are the things everyone's going to have these one day. And so I want him to have an iPhone, but I'm like terrified to give it to him because it's, you know, it unlocks all no. good and bad right yeah. there in the hand, palm of your hand. And so I was like, we'll give it to him the first high school graduation. That'll be his graduation gift. Um, and then like a couple months into college, he was like, actually, this is what happened. He left his iPhone, his brand new iPhone on the bumper of his friend's car, leaving Taco Bell. They ran over it. It was broken. He, he called to tell me that. And I was so mad because those are not cheap. No. Then, and I'm like, how, I don't think we're gonna be able to get you another one. He's like, good. Don't, uh, I, I don't want it. I can't handle it. Like it was wow. too much. And I think because I had kept things so like tightly managed at home, he didn't have a chance to learn how, even on his little flip phone, mm. how to manage his, uh, himself and how wow. to regulate himself and get yeah. discipline himself. And so that experience, I was like, okay, you know what? We're going to learn how to do all these hard things in the house. We're going to mm -hmm. learn how to manage technology in the house. Um, and so started giving kids access to laptops and iPhones and even social media while they live in the house so that we can talk about it. And so I can help regulate because I know right. from watching him and even from my own experience, oh, when yeah. You're when no one's around, you do whatever you want and you know it's bad for you. Right. Like literally, if my husband falls asleep first, I'm up till two in the morning on my phone. Uh, I'm playing gosh. I'm playing games because yes. I'm like it's such a twisted thing. Yeah. But it feels like freedom. It's like it, Yes. Oh, it's an escape. Yes, yes. And if he's awake, then I feel obligated to go to sleep with yes. him. But <laughs> as soon as I hear him start to snore, I'm like oh, so exciting. <laughs> I know. So anyway, that was one of the lessons that I learned. And, you know, yeah, my youngest is, he's got way more privileges and opportunities and, but a lot more challenges, like really, right. honestly, the technology or like golden handcuffs, especially Ugh. for, for a kid like my son, my youngest son, who, you know, he struggles a bit with ADD and it's just, mm -hmm. his brain is just so wired for that dopamine, like instant hit that he, he really struggles. So I'm. Yeah. I try to look at it as a blessing as I do everything that mm -hmm. he's going through this in our home. And, and because, you know, technically I only have two kids that live at home right now. Um, I can really focus on him yeah. in a way that I couldn't with my older kids because he needs a little more attention. So. Okay. Well, and that's where, again, I think each kid is a little different because our son, he's 14. He just got a phone and we always laugh like, the next kiddo down, she could have one like tomorrow and it yeah. would be easy and fine. And with him, it's just a different story. So it's a, 
it's like a learning process and he's our first that we're dealing with this, but it is, it's just like, okay, it doesn't have to look like back to the fairness. It doesn't yeah. have to look the same for each kid. Cause he already will. Well, she can't have one till she's 14. And we're like, we don't know. Like she's yeah. a lot different. And, and I think you just have to be wise and know your own kids and kind of what they can handle. And that's kind of what we've done is just kind of trial and error, like give them a little bit, see how they handle it. And then, you know, step back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. A little bit when we realize that's too much. And again, their brains all work a little bit differently. And so we have to be, you know, realize that and pay attention to it and try to parent it as well as we can. Yeah. But it's hard. Like this whole technology world, like our son's in middle mm-hmm. school and I like the teachers, everyone, I just feel so bad. Like I can't imagine I know what school is like nowadays. Well, it, and that is just, even I've seen a big shift in school in the last two years. And I think it has to do with COVID, you know, with yeah. so many kids, being out of school, teachers had to kind of let go of their attendance policies, yep. let go of their late work policies. And basically now, oh, and my my son is exploiting this. Yeah. <laughs> you can turn work in up until like the day the term is over. And so oh, he's yeah. like, oh, cool. Then I'm not going to do anything mm-hmm. because I would rather sit here in my desk mm-hmm. as an act of rebellion, or I don't even know why, right. while everyone's doing their work because I don't have to, because I can turn it all in later. And so like for the first time, and I'm, again, I'm not like the type of parent that hovers over the skyward or wherever all the grades are, you know, my parents didn't do that for me. Oh, I didn't have yeah. to do it for my older kids, but the other day I opened it up because I needed to find out about what day his orchestra concert was. And I'm like, oh, he oh. has four Fs. Oh, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can make that all up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that is not the way the world works. Oh. And, but he's being, you know, in a way of trying to accommodate these, you know, challenging times yeah. now teachers are doing the best they can and they, right. then they end up with a kid like this who's just like you know abusing the system but whatever right. I'm like who knows what the world's going to be like in two years from now that's so, what I figure you know, I'm like, like whatever we're just doing the best we can <laughs> yes and I think with that whole thing the COVID and being at home so much like we were I was I'm not cut out to be like a homeschool teacher and i I knew that before COVID (laughs) and then when it hit, I really, really knew it, but especially same thing with our son. And we have to look at his grades because we have to be very involved um, because school requires it. But he, uh, same, like, I feel like we have the same child. So (laughs) it's, 
it's scary. And But at the same time, like I can't spend my day worrying and obsessing over it for my mental health. If I want to parent these kids, I can't worry about those things. And I know yeah. both my girls, our son is like academically, he, he basically does no schoolwork, but he aces all the tests. So he's mm-hmm. passing, which is all that he cares about. So next year will be real fun when you actually have to do your work. Um, so that's great. But like my girls on the other spectrum are struggling academically after two years of no school, basically, or me helping, which is basically <laughs> no school. And, oh, it just breaks my heart. And they're not the only ones, you know, this whole, it's going to be a, very interesting to see what yeah. the next couple of years with education looks like. And again, the poor teachers, I, oh can't imagine having their job after (laughs) during and after the pandemic, I guess. But, um, okay. I want to talk to you about, you have a podcast. Mm -hmm. What is that called? It's called the mom force podcast. And I'll say when we first started our business, we customer support is an issue in any business, right? But when you have a innovative product that people don't really know, like, how to use it or are still learning their own, you know, how to use their own phone and how to use apps and stuff. We had quite a few customer support tickets. And so my husband and I would be the ones late at night, laying in bed, answering the support tickets. And I'm like, this is not scalable. (laughs) We cannot do this. And so we started getting people to reach out to us from, they were actually customers who were like, I love this product. If you ever need any help with anything, let me know. Um, well, we started hiring these super fans to help with our customer support. And they were just moms like me wow. who had, you know, were primarily staying at home, but they had um, some ambition and some passion for the product and wanted to help. And so we hired them and they became our mom force. That's what oh we used to call gosh, our customer support that. troops, where these group of moms who were helping us work through support issues. Um, but also they became really close as friends because they were, you know, working on a common goal and we created a Facebook group to talk about things outside of work. Okay. Slack is for all the work stuff, but there was a Facebook group that, um, where, you know, the questions of like, okay, potty training, give me all your tips or what should I give my mother-in-law for mother's day or whatever. Um, and that Facebook group just grew and grew and grew way beyond the original mom force to a community of moms that were looking for answers to some of the hard and then some of the mundane, like, what do I, what should I cook for dinner tonight? I, my brain does not work anymore, you know? Yes. And, um, I, I mentioned that I've got four sisters and we're all very different. We parent very different and had an idea that like, what if we take some of these like tougher questions and answer them from our perspective, just Mm. the different ways we mothered. And then, you know, we all had this common experience of growing up in a big family with our very, um, you know, amazing mother. Um, So we started a podcast, just doing that, picking a, a question or a topic and then giving our point of view. And we called it the mom force because I believe together we're stronger. You know, when I, when I'm feeling like I need to pick me up or I need help, I reach out to my, my friends and my sisters. Mm -hmm. And as a force together, we're helping each other, lift each other, strengthen each other. So that's where the name came out of it. And that's how the podcast started. Oh, and the other thing that I would do is I would set a timer as soon as we started recording for 15 minutes and whatever we can get in 15 minutes, done. Cause that's, that is a chunk (laughs) of time that I can manage as a mom, as a listener. Right. Um, but the podcast has evolved since then. We're just wrapping up our third season right now. And my sisters actually, turns out mommy is a full-time job and they didn't have time to be podcasting on the side. So 
I was like, okay, you are released. No longer have to carry this weight with me. Um, and so now I host the I host the podcast, and we have guests in that are experts, or I've learned something really I think relevant to the the conversations we're having in Facebook um, and and on our Instagram that moms are thinking about. And so do I do an interview a month? It's not my full time job, but it's a fun thing, and it it's been. Um, just super inspiring. And again, a testament to the fact that there is no one right way to live our lives, to be a mother, to be a business owner. Like so many people are doing amazing things and you can take inspiration and learn and, and, you know, apply what you want to, to your life and, and then move on. The other yeah. stuff doesn't resonate. So yes. And it is, yeah. it's so meaningful hearing. And I've found podcasts so helpful. I've kind of been on this healing journey the last couple of years with a lot from my past, but a lot of it has to do with motherhood as well. And it, that community of other moms out there, social media is one of those like love hate relationships I have, Yeah, but there is so much positive out there. And that's what I really realized with my online community that people need support. And I went through so many stages of my life really, really alone. And when I, when this, I didn't grow my account, it just happened. And so I felt like, okay, I was given this for a reason. I need to use it for the good. And that's really what came to me when I have people reaching out, whether it was about adoption or how I grew up or whatever, or motherhood in general people are reaching out to me and I realize, okay, people need to hear this kind of stuff. They, or like even with mental health, people would reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, you're so happy and funny most of the time. But then I love that you'll talk about that you struggle with depression. Like yeah. that just seems so real or weird that that's you. And so it really has made me realize how important, whether it's, you know, online or in person, this community of women and like people are like, and I never accepted that in my life before. So it's really been like the last two years of asking for help and accepting help and being a help to others, which I was always a help to others, but I never would receive it. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like the relationships that you can create just that a lot start on social media, which is just so crazy, but <laughs> it's been exciting. And that's why, again, the podcast, I'm like, if you could bring some of this, you know, ideas, all these people have so much to share, like you, someone's going to get something important from you that they wouldn't get anywhere else. And I'm like, I need to bring it to all my listeners because, you know, like you said, you're on this Facebook community and you're talking about things. And this is just like another avenue to kind of bring right. it to a different group of people possibly. And um, mm -hmm. so I love that you're doing that. That's so well, cool. And I feel like through a podcast, you can actually give more of the true story. I mean, yeah. on social media, Small. it's just curated. Yep. It is. And yep. I, for me, it is because I'm very sensitive to my adult children and my teenagers and my mm. husband, you know, like everything that I put out there, if it has anything to do with them, like it's, not, it's, just, it's just not all about me. Right. And right. Um, I've been following this, this fun thing. Laura Tremaine does this post today in May called one day May. And it has like every day has a theme and you post something. And, and it's so fun for me because it's such a fun way to journal. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to do a post about 
my marriage. Mm. We just celebrated our 28th anniversary yesterday. Wow, congrats. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I wanted to, because I, I feel like so much of what I post on social media for the whole world to consume is mm. like positive because I am generally a positive person and right. I want to be a light in the world and I want to like share light and goodness. Um, yeah. and humor. I mean, that's your sweet spot is right. humor. Like yes. I, just, I try to be funny. I'm not yeah. naturally that funny. I try. <laughs> um, but I just felt like this nagging thing that like, I need to show a little bit more real mm-hmm. and like, yes, my husband and I are committed to each other and we have this, we do have a strong marriage and we are lucky we've been together this long, but we're actually coming off like a four day fight. Uh, you know, it yeah. doesn't happen all the time, but it does sometimes. And like, right. That is life. Like the there are ups and downs. And so I wrote this caption that I wanted to put with a post, just kind of cracking that open a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I edited it, I tweaked it. I wanted to say a lot more than I <laughs> ultimately I'm like, well, I want him to approve of it because you know, if right. I'm going to talk about him, I want him to approve it. Absolutely. Um, and I had it edited and crafted just to where I thought it was enough, but not too much. And he read it and he was like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you no. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not the reception I wanted. Well, fine, I won't post it. Like, no, no, if you think it's good, then you should post it. I don't know what people want out there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I refuse to get mad about this. I'm not going to get mad. And I'm like, babe, I feel like it's important. Thank you for, for you know, consenting. I'm going to post it. And all it said was, you know, I don't share intimate details of our marriage mm-hmm. out of respect for my husband, but... I just want to be honest, like it, we have our ups and downs, like everyone does in every part of life. And mm. it's okay that a lot, as long as we constantly keep choosing each other and yeah. we just keep working on it and try to be better the next day. It was something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like exposing, Not, but it was right. just honest mm-hmm. and it, you can't really convey, convey that in a picture, No, but I was able to write that out there and I had you know, I never get a gazillion comments on my post, but I had quite a few people DM me and say, thank you so much. I feel so much better. I feel seen. Thank you for being real. And I was like, ugh, like, why yeah. did it have to be so hard, first I, of all? Yeah. Uh, but second of all, like, we need to know that we're not alone yep. in the hard stuff. Like, yep. everyone's putting their good stuff out there. And I, there's definitely a place for that. And that plays an important part in our narrative, our family narrative and our personal narrative. They're kind of like, you know, the important parts, but we also have these other important parts that right. create us, that, that shape us, that mm-hmm. like change us. And if we're always hiding that, I just think it doesn't serve whatever public audience that we have. And there's something about a podcast that yeah. just feels a little more open. And for me, yes. I always speak more freely in my podcast episodes because I know my husband doesn't really listen yeah. to them. Um, <laughs> so I can say whatever I want. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That's just why I think podcasts are so great. And it doesn't have to be a famous guest. It can be just any random person, but right. to hear somebody like in your story that having some of the same experiences is so validating and it just gives you hope. It really so is. That's why I love this platform. That's uh, yeah. And I'm excited to get going and get this all. I mean, even so far I've gotten such good input and feedback from it. So I'm excited and I learned so much. I feel like every time I'm doing a recording and I'm like, okay, I need to go journal because I just learned a lot. <laughs> so that was another free therapy session. Uh, but it's wonderful. And I think that's, you know, we're just all normal people and we have so much to learn from each other. So I think there's so much value there. And especially, well, 
pretty much in any area of life. But motherhood, I feel like just because I'm like crashing through that right now, that's where I feel like I need the support currently. But I feel like Mm -hmm. that's ever changing. I mean, there are days I need a lot of support with other stuff too. Um, Another thing you've done that is so cool is you have a book. Do you want to talk Mm -hmm. about that a little bit? Oh, Real Moms, Real Hacks? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it was a book that I actually crowdsourced a lot of the content from friends and family members and actually customers about how can we how we make this a little easier, right? It's all about beyond easy. Like we're juggling a million things. Like are there little shortcuts that we can do that'll make our life easier? And just like you go to your, you know, trusted sister or best friend who's been, mm-hmm. you know, down the road a little bit to get their advice. That's what this book is. It's just a collection of my own thoughts and uh, and ideas on different areas of your life and how you can hack them, which, you know, I, that book published years ago. And I feel like I'm so over that word, mom hack. Everyone's <laughs> tired of hacks, right? It's But, and there are some things in motherhood you can't hack. Right. And honestly, when I think about some of the things that I used to do five years ago, I, I, I feel like a different person today yeah. than I did five years ago. Like just, that's life, right? The ups and downs. Yeah. We've had a lot of downs that have kind of beaten me down a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. shaped my view. And right now I'm in a place in my life where like stillness mm. is vitally important. Like mm. I don't want to be doing five things at once. Like I need to actually just sit here and have a calm mind while I eat my breakfast, mm. not eating my breakfast while I check the news, while I'm stirring the whatever, you know, like right. I used to pride myself on multitasking because that's yeah. how you get it all. That's how you do it all. Yep. So you, you're never going to do it all. And you're going to run yourself absolutely ragged and you're mm-hmm. going to have a nervous breakdown. So, yes. um, but there are some really fun ideas in there and it's just, again, fun to get a little glimpse into how different moms do th- different things. Exactly. I think that's so fun. I love that point too. It's just like things change, you know, how you, I look at myself and I've had so much growth over the last couple of years and it's very exciting because it's like, oh, I can look at the old me and I can be very, I mean, I'm still a hot mess, but progressing hot mess. So you can be proud of yourself. Like, okay, I'm doing good. I'm better than I was two years right. ago. So with the help of a lot of, you know, people and support in my life. So, well, and I think, and I'm so grateful that you talk about that because I think whenever you start to get an audience, like you mm -hmm. have a, you have a huge audience and like normalizing getting help, yeah, whatever that looks like, if it's a house cleaner or if it's a therapist or whatever, right. Is okay. And I think, you know, we're coming out of a generation where all that stuff was like, "Mm, well, that's too bad. Or she's, you know, she really struggles. Well, no, this is just, this is who I am. And I'm actually thriving right now because I am allowing myself access to these things that are strengthening me and helping me and teaching me who I am. Because honestly, when I look back at the generation before us, I think they were in a lot of denial. Oh, like, yes, they, they all had massive problems, but yeah. didn't know, first of all, that they could talk about them, mm-hmm. didn't know how to get any of the help. And they were just in survival mode. And some yes. people survived better than others. Yep. Right. I'm one of them. Like, I think I have, well, I actually know I have ADD. I was just diagnosed last year with ADD, but I I learned my own little, like, you know, coping mechanisms and I've thrived as an adult, but you know, I've also, I still need help. I need to work through it. And acknowledging that has allowed me to help my kids in a way that I wouldn't have before. Mm. And 
I just think the more voices we have, they're saying, you know, we're not perfect. You know, we, we struggle with this, the better the world is. And there are so many accounts to follow and podcasts yeah. to listen to. And I think that's, what's so great is that you could literally just, you can yeah. find so many different places to get this help, but yeah. every voice that we can lend to that chorus of, you know, you got this and you're okay. And it's all going to be all right. Yeah. Um, the better. I agree. I completely agree. Could not say that better because I just, yeah, it's so, and I've seen the value it's been for me. And I do love to, even like when you talk about getting help, whether it's therapy or whatever, a lot of people can't afford that or don't have access to it. And that's why I'm loving about podcast and even social media. There is a lot of free positive resources out there that are available to pretty much anyone. And so, you know, there's, there's other ways. It's not, you know, if you can't have therapy, there's a lot of podcasts that are free therapy. And you know what, more and more companies, uh, businesses are recognizing the need of offering those services. So in addition to traditional health, you know, insurance coverage, they're offering therapy services in psychiatric. And so that's something that I'm really grateful we discovered a company that does all virtual online, mm. you know, therapy sessions. And in January, we started our contract with them the January before COVID broke out. Oh. And that timing was not lost on me. <laughs> I felt like that um, was a little like intervention from heaven because that was yes. a hard time for everybody. And then to have access to that virtually to support our team was oh huge. So I hope I'm a huge advocate. I serve on a board of a company that helps to um, spread awareness about mental fitness in the workplace and Ugh. calling on, you know, CEOs and founders to, you know, offer that benefit. It's not, it shouldn't be considered optional. Like it, this is the world that we live in and, um, and hopefully more and more companies will make it possible to have access to professional services like that. But yeah, you're right. There's so much information out there to, to get for free. And yeah, yeah. It's a good time to be alive. I know we have <laughs> options. And even when you're talking about denial, that was me a hundred percent too. I look at, you know, generation before me even, but up until recently, really, I feel like, oh, that's what I was doing. I was avoiding, I knew something was wrong inside of me, but I was just avoiding it because I'm a doer and I can do everything and manage everything and multitask Mm -hmm. and do all the things, ADHD, and Mm -hmm. didn't accept that maybe I need to check some of this stuff out. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? Because I just need a little help. So it's, I do think it's so important to talk about because living in denial, you know, while suffering through mental illness is not a good place to be. So I am excited that it seems more accessible to get help now. Yeah. And I just want to tie it back into chapbooks because this is part of why we do what we do is I feel like you know, and it's kind of an old fashioned concept to sweep the dirty stuff under the rug, like you, all the family secrets and all the things that you're not proud of, you know, make it go away, but that doesn't serve anybody. Like, Mm -hmm. and so including in your family story, some of the hard things Mm. like, and you know, social media is not the place to do that, you know, and that's why I'm glad we pivoted from just printing books from Instagram, because you're not going to air your your hard things and your dirty laundry on social media. But I think having that as part of your story is really powerful for your children now to Mm. look that you are embracing this. This is part of who you are in my struggle and our struggle, but also for your posterity. And so Mm. 
And it's all about how you talk about it. I mean, that that's literally why our company is called chat books is because it's about the conversations really. Oh. It's like one thing to just put the pictures in a book and whatever, and they sit on the shelf, but it's the conversations that you have around that where you tease out the lessons that you've learned and how you've grown and how that strengthened you or how you felt in that moment mm. that strengthens families and it, it strengthens individuals as well. I, I really feel like this practice of recognizing the moments in our life, the magical ones and the hard ones, how they, um, how they shape you and shape your story and, and how it can strengthen you is, it's like so powerful and yeah. it, it makes, it makes going to work every day for me <laughs> very worth it, right? Yes. It's a good purpose for you. That's, yeah. that's great. Um, okay. I have a couple of questions to end on. What is a book that you would recommend to listeners? It could be a fun book, educational, anything. Oh my gosh. I have so many books on my nightstand right now. It's ridiculous. But the one that I am digging in to the most right now, it's called the glucose revolution. You know, we talked about how like we, we have a new perspective on mental health. I think we have a new perspective on our physical health as well and how the foods that we eat play such a huge role. And I mean, they're, they're, I'm old enough, but I've lived through the non-fat phase and the, you know, like all the different things that you shouldn't have. Now you need the food pyramid is based on carbs. You need a lot of carbs right. you know, like to <laughs> keto. I've done it all. And my hormones have changed a lot since I've gone through menopause. And I wish that I had read this book mm. earlier. Um, it just, the, the impact that what we eat, how it plays on our body has been amazing. In fact, my doctor even gave me a glucose monitor that oh, I'm wearing right now. Oh I'm gosh. running little experiments to see how, and it is true. Like I go out to dinner, like I used to love going out to dinner. It was my favorite date night out. And, you know, you get appetizers, entrees, several desserts, you know, this Mm -hmm. is like, we're celebrating, you know, and then you come home and you're like, oh, I'm sick. And then you can't get up in the morning. Well, you know why? I know why. Because I've seen it on my glucose monitor, your blood sugar spikes, Mm. and it's a mess the whole next day. Um, Anyway, that's a long explanation for the glucose revolution. She's green glucose goddess on Instagram. Okay. Um, the author and you can follow her and so much good stuff. Perfect. Good to know. Um, thank you. And then, okay. How did you meet your husband? We met in the dorms in college Okay, when we were 18 years old. Oh. I was actually dating a guy from his floor and, um, I asked this guy if he knew anyone who was taking Italian because I was taking Italian oh. because... I was going to be, you know, singing opera. Oh, that's right. Um, and for some reason, my husband was taking Italian. And he's like, oh, yeah, this guy on my floor, he, he takes Italian. And he pointed out to me, and he was so cute. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. And I set up a study date, and the rest is history. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's very cool. <laughs> um, okay, what is the best compliment you've ever received? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay, well, this is kind of funny, and it's not really, it's actually kind of sad, too. Okay. okay. We were talking about how every kid is different, right? Uh My oldest child, he's so smart and so obedient and so good, and he really did set the tone for our family in so many ways, but he wasn't very affectionate. Mm. I was never quite sure if he liked me, you know? And one time, um, I had gotten a mammogram, and it came back with something that I needed to look at it again, and I was a little stressed, and I was telling him, and he was like, Mom you can't die. And I literally burst into tears because I knew then 
that he, he loved, loved you. Me. Oh, that is a good compliment. I mean, it was it was powerful, and he just had his birthday. You know, just the other day, he just turned twenty seven, and, oh. and whenever everyone has a birthday, we always go around and tell like what we love about the person or whatever. Oh. And I shared that story again, and he didn't think it was as endearing as I did, but. <laughs> Um, and I'm proud to say he is much more affectionate with his wife. He's been married for a couple of years now. Oh, good. Husband. But I will say in that moment, I knew unequivocally that he loved me. So, Oh, that's a good feeling. We need to hear things like that every once in a while. Just every now and then. Yeah. You don't want me to die. Yay. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Well, where can all of our listeners find you? Well, I am on the Mom Force podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Vanessa Quigley on Instagram. And then I pop in every now and then over at Chatbook on Instagram. Okay, very good. Yeah. And I definitely am going to need to go order some Chatbooks when we're done with this because well, we now have, I'm all motivated. We have a special code for podcast listeners. It's podcast 20, 20% off. Oh, yay. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. I truly appreciate it. I know you've got a busy life. So I value the, your time. And this is a very enjoyable chat. Oh. Thank you for all of the hilarious content that mm. I watch on repeat. So you are welcome. You are welcome. That's my goal <laughs> is to get one person to laugh every day. Yeah. So that can be you. It's working. <laughs> all right. Have a good day. Okay. Thank you so much, okay. Vanessa. Well, I hope that you all enjoyed that interview with Vanessa. She was fabulous, and I just love listening to it even again because she did share so much knowledge with us. Uh, once again, I will ask you all to please subscribe to the podcast, leave me some stars, leave me some feedback, leave me some reviews, all of the things. You guys know what to do. Thank you so much. And you can find out more about Vanessa. Um, I put all of her links in the show notes below so you can see them there. You can find her at Vanessa Quigley on Instagram. You can go to chatbooks.com for all the information about chatbooks. And um, you can also find her on her podcast at The Mom Force. So you can find all the information in the show notes and um, and you can also use her 20% off um, at chatbooks.com. So use the code podcast20 if you would like 20% off your order at chatbooks and you can check that out there. Um, and I just want to thank Vanessa for being on the show. She was a blast to talk to and again I feel like I just need to like jot down a bunch of notes because I I don't know if I should like tattoo some of this knowledge on my forehead as far as raising children goes because it's just a lot of good information, um, which I find like I'm getting that on pretty much every episode. So I maybe should just start like a book of all the amazing information I have gleaned from all of the guests on the podcast. But anyways, appreciate your guys' support and for you hanging out with me again another week. And this finishes out season one of the Shanty Pants Show. This is this is episode 12. So this finishes out a season. I will be taking a couple of weeks off. And then I will get you some more episodes out there. Because 
I've got some good ones coming up and I can't wait for you guys to hear them. But I hope you have a great rest of your summer. I will be spending some time with my kiddos and my family and just enjoying the last couple weeks of summer vacation um, while the kids are out of school. So I hope you guys have a great, fabulous rest of your summer. And again, you can always find me, you know where, at Official Shanty Plants on Instagram. That's like my main place to hang out. So find me there or theshantypantsshow.com has all my links. You guys know that. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. I could talk to you guys all day. You know that as well. Have a great summer. Bye. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Shanty Pants Show. I really appreciate your support, so please leave me a review and some stars and share my show with all of your friends, because I'm sure they will want to hear it as well. And if you just can't wait for next week and you need to know what I'm up to in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Official Shanty Pants, and on YouTube and Facebook at Shanty Pants. See you next week. This is the moment. It's time to turn the page. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.